Welcome to My Heart Songs podcast number 159, Coronavirus Flameout Part 3. The wake-up call is a recognized psychological phenomenon. From gentle shoulder taps to flashing lights and loud proclamations, life nudges, those envoys of needed change, come in many forms. Death of a close friend, a divorce, getting fired from a job, a diagnosis we never wanted to hear, Often the wake-up comes clothed in some unwelcome, yet perhaps necessary, shape, and feels less like an invitation than a demand to alter the way we have been operating in the world. Whether we heed the call or not, we have been put on notice, so to speak, that old habits and family baggage are becoming destructive. One can clearly see this in terms of planetary Gaia sending along a virus to help us change our ways to pollute less and be more mindful of the habitats of other species. Koalas just declared endangered, by the way, due to climate change-induced drought and fires. Fewer humans around also translates to less greenhouse gas produced and a reduction in other destructive people activities. I'm not expecting a total metanoia here, but some movement in the direction of transformation seems reasonable. There is the reality that what can't be cured must be endured, and we have collectively done that across the globe. The nagging question for me remains, how has the pandemic changed me, and is it for the better? Regular listeners of these weekly musings know that ongoing personal evolution is a guiding star, a high value in my pantheon of spiritual aspirations. I don't want to die with a lot of potential, as the saying goes. I'm not talking blissed out or gone to glory here, just want to embody some important pandemic lessons into my daily life. As Nietzsche proclaims, he whose life has a why can bear almost any how. Herewith, I examine three messages that I am still integrating. First is the role of motivation in my life. I've always held the notion that what I call deep desires provide the fuel for ongoing engagement with a sought-after outcome or intention. The energy of desire is what supercharges and sustains all the actions required to actually make something happen. It is also what can create lots of misery, with what might become a morass of shoulds, have-tos, and expectations. Clearly, holding an intention lightly, yet keeping my eyes on the prize, allows me to really pay attention in order to avoid some of the expectation pitfalls, especially when I am wanting the universe to hurry up and conform to my time frame. One might say that motivation is rooted in wanting to create or manifest something worthwhile and higher order, And lack of clarity and commitment is often the major obstacle. Internal conflictual dialogue is well known to each of us, often grounded in polar opposite desires. To be independent, yet connected. To have abundance, yet planetary consumer consciousness. Familiarity, novelty. Hedonism, making a difference, to mention a few. Internet stories abound about how artistic creative types have used the isolation of the pandemic to bring forth incredible works in their chosen discipline. Alas, for me, that is not the case. No long-lost novel or discarded writings have emerged, no huge leaps in my musical abilities or fitness level. But the whole pandemic has made me look at motivation in general. 
to question my balance of being, doing, having all over again? Am I really engaging with what I hold most dear each day? The second pandemic lesson has been to examine more closely how I use language. The excellent turn of phrase, semantic creep, describes how the meaning of words change over time. I think about how battle fatigue and shell shock morphed into post-traumatic stress and how, in general, the word trauma has become somewhat diluted and distorted. Having to wear a mask is considered traumatic in some circles, as is being jilted by an internet date who love-bombed, then ghosted you. Compare that with seeing a buddy killed next to you in a war zone. Yes, trauma exists along a continuum. Yes, it is good that people get in touch with their woundedness and take steps to heal. Yes, we are all likely suffering from crisis alarm and alert information fatigue with the accompanying overwhelm. And I do believe it important to observe how I use words, for they do have significant power and convey meaning. What am I holding as traumatic in my life secondary to the pandemic? How am I using the word stress in coping with it? The third big lesson has been to really examine the slippery slope of adhering to rule and custom. Think Nazi Germany, where the expected norm was to report the whereabouts of Jews. While we are obviously talking a different level of destructive magnitude, there are some lessons to be examined in terms of state control and what is expected of a good citizen during the pandemic. Think about the demonizing of anti-vax sentiment and Canadian trucker protests to vaccine mandates. I believe in the science. Wear a mask indoors in stores and am fully vaccinated. I am not suggesting that one go to a philosopher to deal with a toothache. A JAMA article this past week, Journal of the American Medical Association, looked at antibodies in 816 people of the 27% of unvaccinated U.S. adults. Research I have been eagerly awaiting, despite the small study size. It showed that antibodies were detected in 99% of individuals who reported a positive COVID-19 test result, in 55% who believed they had COVID-19 but were never tested, and in 11% who believed they had never had COVID-19 infection. And there was encouraging evidence of this natural immunity in unvaccinated, healthy U.S. adults up to 20 months after confirmed COVID-19 infection. How those levels will correlate with protection against future SARS-CoV-2 infections, particularly with emerging variants, requires ongoing monitoring. But clearly, it lends credence to those who have had COVID and don't want to get vaccinated. I'd be pissed if I were in their shoes and told I couldn't travel without my vaccine passport. Another reminder to greet those with different opinions with compassion rather than judgment. Truth, love, and attention are bound together. I try to remember that as I continue to learn whatever lessons COVID still has to teach me. Thanks as always for listening, and remember friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.